In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Hey there, pending pals. It's your not host, Ronnie. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ending Pending. Uh, this episode, we are taking a little bit of a break from Wonderfalls. We'll be back with that next week because life for your favorite Endy Pendy hosts is just a little bit hectic right now. So we are taking a little bit of a breather uh, while we get things back on track for you. And we're going to do a, a little bit of a, 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 a retrospective, a little bit of a flashback uh, of the bits of the bits that uh that kind of built the 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 lore of ending bending. We're going back to our uh, first couple of episodes of ending pending. Just the bits. We are giving you all comedy, no television. And even if there was comedy in the television segments, you're not getting it. You have to listen to the episodes. Uh, but we are going back through the bits that. Andy and I and Evan have uh, begun the episodes with. I must say, I got a little bit sentimental, a little bit of a tear to my eye, listening back to baby Andy, Evan, and Ronnie uh, in in the very early days of the podcast, and and uh, we're super excited that you get to listen to it too. So uh, take a listen, and I'll talk to you in a little bit. Bye bye. Um, I figured to introduce ourselves for the first episode, we'd let our audience get to know a little bit about us before we dive into uh, the first show we're tackling, which is The River. And so I thought it'd be fun to be like summer camp and do two Ooh. truths and a lie. Oh, I was not prepared for this. I know you weren't. No one was. But me. <laughs> Except for you. I spent all day thinking of a joke. Sure, sure. Andy has, without a doubt, set himself up for success while leaving everyone else out to dry. That's what I do. I know you do. Remind me the rules of two truths and a lie. You tell two, two, two true things about yourself. That's a tongue okay. twister. And then you tell one lie about yourself. Okay. I feel like this is more for like people who don't know each other that well. I feel like well, this yeah, be really don't... easy to... For us to guess each other's... Well, we're not going to guess each other's. We're oh. just going to say it into the you really airwaves. You poorly explain the premise of this game. We're going to just explain it into the airwaves, and our audience will gonna... then get to know something about us. Okay, we're going to just shout two truths and a lie into the void and not right. give an answer? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's how... Th- I, I think that like that takes the, the gamification out of this. Um, when I was uh, a junior in high school... I spent two weeks in Japan, Uh, went to Tokyo, went to uh, Hiroshima, and with a homestay family, spent three days in a little mountain community called Matsuyama. Um, And in the Japanese style... Ronnie, this is like 10 truths. This is way too long. Well, that's what... I don't know. I don't know. No, okay, I'm going to go, because you're... You're you're terrible. You're doing a bad job, Ronnie. Damn. I'm, okay. I'm just, it's, just, it's a narrative thing. No. No. It's not a narrative. That's not how it works. Okay. You didn't explain how it works. You never, never played, went to fucking camp? You never played Two no. Truths and a Lie? No. Well, okay. that could have been your lie. It could have been, I've went to camp. 
<laughs> yeah, this is okay. this is the sort of vignette that you're supposed to paint, Ronnie. Okay. Well, then you well, go I went ahead, to Evan. Camp. Paint, paint away, sir. First statement is, I'm really bad at lying. Uh, second statement is, I went to Catholic school. Um, third statement is, uh, I've never seen any of Star Trek. There you go. Ronald, do you want to try again now that you know how to play? Yeah. Okay, statement one, I have spent significant time in Japan. Statement two, I had an internship with the Lego Corporation. Statement three, I have had a lead role in every play I performed in. That's that's a good yeah, that's, that's a, a good assortment of truths and lies, Ronald. Well done. Thank you. Uh, my turn. My name is Andy Randolph, and I am a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman. Was was this whole thing building up that you could do a Hamilton reference? I also just did a little dance. <laughs> oh, dear goodness. All right, so that was Two Truths and a Lie from the cast of Ending Pending. Now you know a little something about us. <laughs> I don't know that they know game. anything about us. <laughs> we did bad. Oh, boy. Ronald will edit out whatever didn't work. Oh, oh goodness gracious. <laughs> put, okay. that, put that on Ronnie. I can tell you that you tried, and I therefore tried. no one should criticize you. I can Thanks. tell that you. I can tell that you really, really liked the Hamilton joke. You wanted I loved to the Hamilton joke. Yeah, I thought of that earlier today. So, how about some? Uh, how about some sweet, sweet banter? Hit me with that good, good banter. Uh, I I asked Andy, uh, like, so are we going to give the people the answer to our two truths and a lie thing? And Andy was like, no, I was never going to bring it up again. No, we we can't ever address it. No, because it it brings out, like, a a fault that Andy had in the planning process. (laughs) Well, I really really think people don't care enough about us to care whether what we were lying about. I did get some feedback from a friend who listened to the show that was didn't really care about the game, but was just appalled at the fact that I did not know how to play Two Truths and a Lie. Yeah, that was pure yeah. gold. That, that was that was the funny part. Gold. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he asked if if they needed to make the name of the game a little bit simpler for me. <laughs> Who's this friend that just savagely burned you? Oh, he's a good friend. Uh, <laughs> You don't want to say his name on air? Well, no, James. It's James. Hi, James. Hi, James. Two novels and an anecdote. (laughs) Evan and I were at New York Comic Con this past weekend, and New York Comic Con made me think of Sex and the City. Sex and the City made me think of which Sex and the City character are you? But I've never seen Sex and the City. Right. Uh, I've been told I'm a Miranda. Is that is that one of them? I don't know. Yeah, I guess but, you're a Miranda. But uh, I have listened to my brother, my brother, and me, and so I figured we'd say which McElroy are you? Ooh. Oh, I thought we were gonna try and say which Sex in the City character we are, having never seen Sex in the City, and well, just like, I don't know any take a characters. stab in the dark. I just yeah. had to do my like five ways to relate this. Is there one called to... Phoebe? Phoebe. I think it's Phoebe. So are we deciding who each other is? I think that's well, better. Yeah, let's do that then. Um, I mean, it's real easy. Ronald, you're Justin, and Evan, you're Griffin, and I'm I Travis. was going to say, can I be Griffin? Griffin's the best one. 
That means I'm the best one. I'm okay with being Justin. You're absolutely Justin, 100%. Am I, am I that much yeah, Justin? Yeah, you are 100% Justin. You even look maybe like a 12-year younger Justin McElroy, just like a uh, 12 years? Yeah. No. Okay. I don't think so. Also, you like puns the most. Yeah, I mean, the sense of yeah. humor is spot on. <laughs> I do enjoy a good dad joke. And I get mad about dumb stuff all the time. <laughs> and I'm Travis. I'm the wild card. Yeah. And you paint your nails. Yeah. <laughs> Beginning and end of Travis's character. Wild card you and like beard, gender nails and beard. Yeah, I got a beard. Mm-hmm. There we go. Which uh, which McElroy are you? I thought there was going to be more debate. I'm, I'm, that wasn't the best answer. <laughs> no, that was bad. That was you easy. did bad. The good news is, Andy, is that you've set a very low bar for us. So. <laughs> <laughs> it can only go up from here. Exactly. Yeah, after exactly. the two truths and a lie debacle, I guess, this could have gone worse. Well, that, but let's dig into this a little bit. Like, what, what about us really exemplifies our McElroy Sona? Evan is Griffin because Evan is a little, a little like, anal. Yeah, and um, like gets really passionately like uncomfortable or angry about certain things. Yeah, sure. I hate people, and um, yeah, maybe has like more anxieties than you and me, Ronald. Sure. So like that's very Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, you're Justin in that you probably care the most. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say maybe. I, I that's that's for you to say, not for me to say. Yeah. Um. But I care a lot. You care so much. Yeah, I think it's the sense of humor. You and Justin, I feel like, would like tell the same jokes and laugh at the same jokes. Hey, that that is a huge compliment. It I is. appreciate yeah. that. Justin's and great. you are such a Travis because like even though you have those latent anxieties and like some of the same things that like Evan and I have with the jokes and, and the anxieties, you just don't care. And you just like launch yourself into conversations and into situations because you're like, Yeah, I, I can I can hang with this. I can talk about this. It'll work out. Yeah, everything's gonna work it, wh- out. What could what could happen? I'll just never talk to you again if it doesn't work out. Pack your bags and move away. <laughs> there you go. I literally took their advice. <laughs> and he did. And he did, in fact, just uh, say fuck everything and move away. And it's worked out pretty well for you, huh? It has. Yeah, things are things are going all right. Keeping in with the season, it is October. We're coming up on Halloween. Uh, we are doing a spoopy show. Yeah. I I was running errands all day going to every Halloween costume store within, I mean, really it was only within like five miles of me, but they, they have those everywhere. So you would think like something would have it. I needed a duck mask because- Why a duck? Because I'm going to cut it up and it's going to be the bill- for Scrooge McDuck Pumpkin. Scrooge McPumpkin? No, that doesn't really work. Uh, no. Scrooge Scrooge McDuck Pumpkin. Um, Scrooge McDunkin. Scrooge McDuck Duncan. I'll take it. I'll work with that. Um, this is a super secret for anyone who, you know, works at my work. Because I'm entering the, the contest <laughs> there. But I rest assured, I don't think anyone from my work listens to this podcast. But there you go. I searched high and low for this mask and it seems like ducks are just out this year i like went into like one back corner of the halloween store which had like a bunch of animal masks and scary masks uh but as astute listeners of this show will know i don't like the scary stuff 
And also in that corner was all like the animatronic, you know, stepping on this uh, motion pad to activate the scary skeleton jingling chains guy. Has the river not increased your tolerance? No, no. No? The river the um, river is fine, but like the real life, like when there's one person in the entire giant Halloween store and they are at the cash register, I'm not like willing to have that skeleton come to life, strangle me in the back of a Halloween store and never be heard from again because I've seen enough episodes of Goosebumps to know that it will happen. Yeah, I think there was a Buffy episode about that, too. So I couldn't go into the back corner of the one area, even though I saw a duck mask that I don't think worked. Uh, but Oh, I, my gosh. I wasn't... There was a duck mask there, and you were too scared to go get it? It was really, like, it was really close. I had to, like, sidestep around. That's the other thing. Oh, is It's not gosh. just, like, the pr- prospect of being scared. It's the prospect of looking like a big weenie as I'm walking through the Halloween store. Like, so you tell your podcast about it? Well, I, I, this is a very loving, trusting community that we've built here, and I think that they I think that they can support me through this. Oh, my um, gosh. And I couldn't go into wow. the... I, I went into the other corner of the Halloween store, and you know that corner of the Halloween store. The, the, the sexy, sexy corner? corner of the Halloween store. Was there a sexy duck? There is no sexy duck. There is a sexy wow. everything. There was no sexy. There was sexy, of course, sexy rabbit ears. Uh, there was sexy deer, cat, puppy. No sexy duck. Ducks are not sexy this year, apparently. Uh, and kids just, I, I thought maybe like a Donald Duck costume. That would have worked perfectly. Nothing. I guess kids, you're not really supposed to put them in masks that like cover their whole face. That's like a thing. But I don't need kids to be safe. I need a cool looking duck bill from a pumpkin. And I was disappointed. That, that's that's the whole story. I, I think I figured. I, was... I ended up now. Like... Now, which one of those was the lie? <laughs> We're just gonna keep coming back <laughs> deep, to this. Deep, deep cut to episode. I'll one. tell you what. Being uh, being too scared to wander around the Halloween store without my head on a swivel is the absolute gospel truth. There is I nothing. It. Nothing. I, I used to not be able to go into any Halloween store because even just the masks on the wall would freak me out. And even walking down the like the row of like the party city with all the masks on the wall was still like just a bit too much, just a bit too much. I'm getting there. I'm getting better. I'm gonna be a grown up soon, an adult who can Maybe. handle scary stuff. But not today, sir. Not this year. Not Halloween 2017. Nope. It's Ronnie again, just jumping in to tell you a little bit about Lunar Light Studio. Lunar Light Studio is the podcast network that we are so, so enthusiastically a part of. Uh, Lunar Light Studio focuses on lifting up the voices of queer and marginalized creators, specifically in the podcast space. And there are so many other great shows on Lunar Light Studio that you should check out. Shows like Netflix and Kill. Netflix and Kill takes a look at the horror movies that are offered by your favorite streaming services and breaks them down to uh, to really take a look and see if they're really that good. Because... In my experience, horror movies on Netflix don't turn out that good. I will say that my experience is limited because I don't like horror movies. They, as I think we talked about earlier on on this uh, this particular episode, uh, they spooky stuff is no good for Ronnie. 
Um, which is great that I have Netflix and Kill because it's a great way for me to consume the content, the, the, the horror movies that I'm definitely not going to watch. I would love to hear my good friends Kyla and Marty talk about these scary, scary, spoopy movies. So check out uh, Netflix and Kill. They are on LunarLightStudio.com. You can also check out Overwitch, Joe, Terrence, Ray, excellent, excellent boys, boys with an I. They are one of my favorite groups of people on the planet Earth. They talk about Overwatch, uh, and then they talk about some other video games, but then they talk more about Overwatch. Uh, it is a great way to catch up on everything that's going on in Overwatch. Oddly enough, much like Netflix and Kill, I don't engage with Overwatch much uh, outside of my podcast life. Um, but I've watched a lot of Overwatch. I am very into the lore of Overwatch. And Overwatch is a great way to keep up on all that stuff without me having to, you know... I could get it for Xbox One, which I have, but everyone plays it on PS4, and I don't have a PS4, so I'd have to buy a PS4 and then buy Overwatch. It's a lot easier if I just listen to Overwitch, because Overwitch is free. And it shouldn't be. You should have to pay for it, because it's very, very good. So check out Overwitch, also on LunarLightStudio.com. But speaking of paying for the content you love, why not go over to Patreon.com slash LunarLightHQ. That's patreon.com slash lunarlighthq support the art that you want to see in the world especially if that art is podcasts about one season tv shows and the McElroy brothers and very fun and lovable cryptids go on patreon.com slash lunarlighthq tell them that ending pending sent you and all of your donations will go directly to the creators uh, we get we put out lots of bonus content every week. We do monthly live streams. Uh, we are going to, in the very near future, have uh, some special little extras coming directly from Ending Pending. That might be videos. That might be special exclusive art. Um, it's all coming up on the Patreon. So go on over there. Anything that you could donate would be fantastic. Um, or if you can't tell a friend, or if you can't even do that, just spread the word about ending pending, spread the word about Lunar Light Studio. We would love so much for you to share a little bit of our world with your world. That's a little cheesy, but that's, that's just what you get when it's just Ronnie by himself. You get, you get cheesy, you get sappy and you get more ending pending right after these messages. Welcome to the ad firm of Parker, Lennox, and Rose. Our job is to take your brand and bring it to the forefront of the cultural zeitgeist. None of us have studied advertising. In fact, we don't know anything about business at all. The one thing we do know is how to make your product a viral failure. Coke is just better than Dr. Pepper because Coke did not... Dr. Pepper already did their own advertising by having an actual advertisement where the slogan was, it's not for women. <laughs> <laughs> this is Advertising. Brought to you by Lunar Light Studio every other Monday. Available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.
thought because we've been covering The River, which is essentially a TV show about work. It's a very extreme job. Sure. We'd talk about the weirdest coworker or the craziest coworker we've had to start off. I'm gonna I'm gonna go kind of uh, just quirky and uncomfortable weird rather than a low key Nazi sympathizer. Okay, um, well yeah. I'm starting a new job on Monday, which is awesome. Which is why I wasn't here uh, last week. I had a ton, a ton of stuff to do. My weirdest coworker was Craig. Craig's a conspiracy theorist. Um, this is Craig, very fresh for you. This is this is this is recent. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I, well, I mean. It, there's not one specific incident with Craig, but he will always uh, try to talk to you about, like, chemtrails and stuff. Crop circles. And, uh, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure he's a 9-11 truther, you know, and, <laughs> like, all that kind of stuff. He's just, like, deeply, deeply paranoid and is constantly remarking on how, like, the government's listening to us or whatever. Sure. Yeah, just to... Does he believe, like Alex Jones, that we're turning all the frogs gay? Uh, no, I, I don't think he's, um, he's, that he's not insane. Okay. Um, which Alex Jones very clearly is, but he's a little weird. He's very peculiar. He really latches on to, uh, whatever he considers to be subversive information. What about you, Ronald? So mine's not so recent. Um, back, uh. Back in the day, my first job was at Chuck E. Cheese's. Damn, I did not know you ever worked for Chuck E. Cheese's. Chuck Entertainment Cheese's. Did you know that? The E stands for entertainment? I did did not. I didn't know that either. I did not know Chuck E. Cheese's middle name was entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) My my knowledge has been enriched today. Are you going to dish on the rat? Is this about Chuck E.? No, no. Yeah, yeah. My coworker, Chuck. Um... (laughs) So he's getting into the cheese, you know? As you could imagine, there was quite an eclectic bunch that worked at Chuck E. Cheese. Um, a couple of conspiracy theorists, a couple of, of crazies, a couple of weirdos. But there was one gentleman who just really enjoyed illicit substances. Um, like one does. Yeah. As, as you do. As you do from time to time. But you generally don't bring those illicit substances to Chuck E. Cheese. Um, I think you do, Ronald. I think you really uh, You might have been in the minority. Though. Yeah, you really might have possibly. misjudged very uh, the employees was, at Chuck E. Cheese. Sure. I, I was also a, a very wet-behind-the-ears 16-year-old who, who yeah. had no oh. part of any illicit substances. Oh, but sweet summer child. You, yes. You also, I would think, wouldn't want to sell said illicit substances while you're in uniform at Chuck E. Cheese. You also would not want to do that in front of an undercover, or not even undercover, just a police officer there who was there with his daughter. Um, you wouldn't want to do it in front of them. Uh, that person was fired very quickly and arrested. Very, I mean, probably arrested yeah. and then fired. Um, but it was a great story that we all sat around the kitchen and telling. My my most interesting coworker um, was when I worked at Beth Air's Market, which was a ma and pa grocery store uh way back home and this girl was she also just kind of like did illicit substances in the freezer and um she definitely definitely masturbated in the fruit aisle and then 
Uh, we we all just disliked her. She was not a good coworker. She then went to the CVS next door on her break, and she comes back from break very sweaty, and she's like, "Listen, Andy, you got to cover for me." I was like, "Cover for you with what?" And she's like, "I got I got arrested, shoplifting from CVS." What the fuck? And um, I'm I'm like going to jail right now. Can you just tell, you just tell the managers that I was, that I was sick and had to go home. And I'm like, uh, sure. So like, she then just ran out of the store, and like got jacked up against the cop car and like handcuffed, and got driven off. And when my manager came over to me and said, hey where's what's her name i'm like oh uh like i don't want to be a narc but that girl's awful she got arrested (laughs) and even if i hadn't have said that cvs then came over and was like yeah your co-worker in uniform uh got arrested for trying to rob us as as far as i know it wasn't like shoplifting like she tried to like legit like like hold the place up yeah while in her beth hair's market uniform when she worked right next door like yeah yeah she wasn't a smart cookie so i i might have missed something here did the did she say like wait no i've got to go tell my boss i'm getting arrested and the cops were like okay make it quick (laughs) i think so (laughs) look this was this was huntington valley it's not like the cops have a lot of other exciting stuff to do no boy we all we've had some jobs huh yeah nothing like getting trapped on the boy you know but. No, or uh, trapped with the Boyuna in you. Spoilers. Also, I just want to take this moment to say that uh, the crocodile hunter is coming back with his two kids and his wife. Well, I and, mean, he's not. He's dead. Well, yeah, but... he, he's dead. But the show is coming back with uh, his wife and two kids, and I kind of feel like we had a hand in that. I kind of feel re- like our podcast brought excitement. Sure. And the undiscovered country starring Emmett Cole and his family that we kind of sparked interest again in the Crocodile Hunter. So then, if this goes full circle, then the entire family becomes popular again, and then something mysterious happens again, and then ABC is like, "Yo, we can capitalize on this tragedy." River with, two, with <laughs> the River season two. <laughs> Ten years later, I don't know. We're doing the Lord's work here, guys. We are tackling our second show now, The Dresden Files. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry. Sorry. Did you guys hear that? What? Did you guys hear that? It was There's there's ghosties because this episode's coming out on Halloween. Oh, that was that, That's what that, what that noise was? was. Okay. Woo! Okay, continue. Oh, Halloween. There's going to be jump scares on this episode is what I'm saying. Bam! Ah! That, was, that was a jump scare. Spooky. Anyway, uh, now that we're done torturing our audience... <laughs> Uh, I got a question for you guys before we get into Dresden Files. Let's do it. What would be your Hogwarts house and what would be your Patronus? Are we going with what we know our Hogwarts house of Patronus is thanks to Pottermore.com? You can have it be whatever you want. If Pottermore yeah. didn't have your option, you can, for Patronus that is, you can say it's whatever. Okay, I mean, I... I will go with Pottermore on my Hogwarts house because there's not there's no joke to be made. I live 
I live as a Hufflepuff. I die as a Hufflepuff. You can't Huffle this puff. I'm acutely aware of the fact that this podcast is two Hufflepuffs and a Slytherin. Me being the Slytherin. I was in denial about my Slytherin status for a very long time because, you know, Slytherins are all edgelords or whatever. But um, Pottermore told me the first time that I was a Slytherin. Then when uh, Pottermore reinvented itself, uh, I was again a Slytherin. I was convinced that whole time that I was actually a Ravenclaw. But um, sort of the more I've grown and matured, the more I've realized that, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much a Slytherin. Pottermore is right. How dare they? And I'm a Hufflepuff. Andy, um, can we just just take a second? What is uh? Did Pottermore say that? I just want to make sure in my pa- notes. Potter- Pottermore did say that. Oh, oh, did they? They did. Did did Pottermore say that in the year uh, twenty sixteen, when they revamped um, the test and made it more accurate? Um, you know, I'd, I'd have to check my schedule. Sure, I'm not exactly sure. sure <laughs> yeah. But I'm a I'm a Hufflepuff. All, all the and way you know through. What? You know what, Pottermore doesn't have an option to ask the hat, and I would have requested Hufflepuff via the hat. Right. And because the hat is a lazy piece of shit and just takes requests, it would have given it to me. Sure, sure. That's true. So, so no, no Gryffindor blood in you at all is what you're saying? Uh, do you just want this podcast to be me and Evan? Because we can make this podcast to me and Evan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you, are are my, a... you are my Hufflepuff brother. So then Patronus is... Um, I'll start. My Patronus would 100% be uh, Appa, the Sky Bison from Avatar The Last Airbender. No, that's good. I think that sums up like who I am as a person and a character, and he would be my protector. I've never given any thought at all to what my Patronus is, actually. Probably something creepy crawly. Probably Your, a bug or a... Yours would be a spider or a fox, I feel like. I feel like both kind of sum up who you are as a person. I'll accept that. You, you, you spindly boy. Spindly boy. <laughs> I, I always have, like, related most with, like, a sloth. Just kind of, <laughs> like, chilling in the trees and, like, occasionally I'll move, but I don't really have to. That's um, that's the creature that you have chosen to keep you safe from evil. I, see, that's the thing. I don't like not to say that all Hufflepuffs are not the most effective magic users, but I'm certainly like I fit the stereotype that I probably would not be a super effective magic user. So it would make sense that my Patronus would just kind of be like, go. And the Dementors would just kind of like sidestep around it to come give me a big <laughs> old kiss. So now that we've gotten all the Harry Potter stuff out of the way, let's <laughs> talk about our other favorite wizard named Harry, Harry Dresden. Moist. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.